I'm gonna grill you, bro. Grill me as so much. So make sure you're nervous. I never get nervous with white people in front of me. <laughs> I want a copy of that when I sue you. Yeah. <laughs> Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim, Alhamdulillahir Rabbil Alameen, Wassalatu Wassalamu Rasulullah. Assalamu alaikum wassalam, welcome to the Young Smirks podcast. And today I'm joined by the original Trini, the original guy from Trinidad. Assalamu alaikum, brother John, it's good to finally meet you and see Ijaz you. Ijaz Ahmed, assalamu alaikum, bro. How's it going? Alhamdulillah, it's good to be here with you, of course. I'm really happy to see you, bro. Likewise, we had lots of fun times together. Well, yeah, but this is the first official time we yeah. met, but we've yeah. known each other for a long time online. Indeed. Through our very good friend, uh, Abu Ayyub. Let's yes. give him a shout out. Simply Sira. Well, the, the last time I did do a podcast, I accidentally gave away his location. If you would remember, you were in the car with him when I was doing this, uh, talking to James White. And, yeah. Uh, that was an interesting day, to say the least. So. Yeah. <laughs> so, subhanAllah, um, we're here in Canada. Yeah, we are. But you're not from Canada. No. I know, you, you know you're trying to work on the Canadian accent, but not you still got that strong Trinid, Trinidad accent. That's why the people love yeah, me, I hope. So, tell us where you're from. Well, I'm from Trinidad and Tobago. Trinidad was named after the Trinity. Mm. So I do consider myself to be a Trinitarian Muslim. It uh, raises a few eyebrows here and there. and uh, <laughs> it's, But it's, it's allowed me to open up uh, avenues, uh, dialogue opportunities with Christians who find that curious, a Trinitarian Muslim, only by nationality. But uh, it's been a Just wonderful Just let me make experience. that clear, you don't believe in the Trinity. Yeah, I definitely don't. Okay, yeah. alhamdulillah. alhamdulillah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, it's been good, alhamdulillah. MashaAllah. So, subhanAllah, you've been involved in uh, apologetics, which is basically uh, defending Islam, mm -hmm. if you like, conveying Islam to Christians specifically, more so. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you've done a lot of research and debates, and I know we share a lot of common ground. <laughs> a lot of common ground, my friend. <laughs> we share a lot of common ground and, and agreement yeah, amongst we this do. particular. Yes. Um, so, maybe we'll touch upon that. So. How did you get into Dawah? Well, uh, when I was young, uh, it's common in our country to be sent to Catholic and Presbyterian Christian schools because they just tend to be the best schools on the island. Mm. And uh, eventually I was transferred from a Muslim school to a Catholic school. Um, had never read the Bible at that point. Uh, but every morning uh, during uh, opening session, they would read from the Bible. They would share some bits. And eventually, when you're in a Catholic school, you get questions about your beliefs and uh, uh, your understanding of Christianity. That led to conversations. And alhamdulillah, I think along the way, I picked up a few things that uh, encouraged me in my Islam, but also gave me the, the desire, the burning desire mm. to share Islam with uh, Christians. And so, you, so you're born as a Muslim, you're born into Islam. Yes, yes, yes. What's your background? Uh, they say that our forefathers came from India. Mm. Uh, when I came here to Toronto, I was given uh, Torontonian Indians the story. And I said to them, uh, when our forefathers came, they said that they crossed the Kalapani, which was the uh, black water. Turns out that entire phrase was wrong. It just means the great water. So I got to learn a bit more about my history. 
from uh, the Muslims here in Toronto, I would say. Subhanallah. Yeah. So, so you know, so you so you went to a Christian church and you started to challenge. Sorry, a Christian school. Uh, school. So you started getting challenged from a very young age on, mm -hmm. on your beliefs, etc. So mm -hmm. is this what encouraged you to start getting into a, a dawah? Well, uh, I think just before that, um, there was the birth of the first uh, Muslim uh, TV station in my country. At that time, we only had a, we already had a Hindu station. We had some Christian TV stations, but not a Muslim one. So this was a big development for the Muslim community. And on this TV station, they would have uh, debates by Ahmed, Sheikh Ahmed Didat, uh, debates by Zakir Naik. And I would sit and I would watch them and I said to myself, well, what if one day I can do something like that? It would be fun. It would be interesting. Mm. Turns out it was a lot more fun and a lot more interesting than I thought it would be. And it led to a young career, I would say in this field and I enjoy it a great deal, mm. not be, just because of the experiences, but because of the knowledge that I've been able to gain access to. It has really benefited my Islam, I would say. MashaAllah. I mean, you've done a lot of research uh, into the Bible and mm -hmm. into Christianity, uh, going very deep, especially mm -hmm. into textual criticism yes. of the Bible, uh, you know, the dates of the scriptures and things like this. This, this is something quite Interesting because not many people know about it. Not many Muslims really no. focus on on uh, this particular topic, no. especially not to that level of detail. Well, most Muslims, they fall into the pitfall of, I think, the interpretive battle. Mm. So they try to reinterpret what the Bible means for a Christian. Yeah. And in a situation like that, the Christian always comes out on top. Why? It's his book. He'll always yeah. know it better than you yeah. do. But if you ask the question, yeah. well, what lies beneath that? What gives that its footing? Yeah. Then you go to the temple. I think this is why I mean you get along so well. Very well. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes, we do. Because we, we do agree on this, subhanAllah. Yes, you know, yes. a lot, like you say, a lot of the dawah, you know, alhamdulillah, is, 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 you know, it's a benefit. Mm -hmm. But like you say, it's, it's kind of debating on the surface level. Mm -hmm. You know, what we try to, what me and you try to do is try to go to the foundation, the, the foundation yes. of the issue, which is technically uh, the basis of, of the belief, which mm -hmm. is the text of the Bible. It you is. know, does it have any grounds to stand on? And of course, we we believe it doesn't at it all. Does you not, know, it's no. not it's not something that we believe is is from Allah. Well, I would say that when I have dialogues with Christians, almost mm. at every single instance of raising a manuscript or a variant issue, they don't always have the ability to respond. And the ones that do, always tend to agree with the Muslim. They would mm. always say, well, okay, yeah, at, at the start, this may not have been there, and it was added later on in our tradition. And mm. you would be surprised, their scholars said almost the exact same thing that we do about the Bible. Yeah. We claim tahrif, they agree with us yeah. that it was done to the Bible. Yeah. And so the scholars and Muslims agree, it's the lay people who are now becoming aware yeah. of these things. Yeah. It's uh, very concerning yeah. to them. And I, I believe this is the number one reason for growth, growth of uh, atheism. Because many Christians, because they realize, you know, they, they, they go to university, they, they're thinking more critically about things. Now they realize the Bible is not a solid foundation, therefore they leave faith. Very they, easily, yeah. You know, a lot of them, a lot of Christians, especially in Europe, in the UK, in Europe, they've left Christianity because of the Bible itself, you know, because it's not. It's not from God, basically. Well, here yeah. in Toronto, as uh, you know, I've met many brothers here who have point, rightly pointed out to me that you find uh, churches closing quite often. 
and the building that we're at right now used to be a uh, church as well. Yeah. Now a masjid, alhamdulillah. Yeah. Um, the very first masjid here in Toronto, uh, Jami Mosque, was a church converted mm. to a masjid. So the spaces being left behind, the spiritual places yeah. being left behind by the traditionally uh, white Anglo-Saxon Protestants, have now come under the uh, uh, authority of the mm. Muslims. Yeah. And we are good patrons to these mm. places, as can be seen. Now, you've also taken part in some public debates. Mm -hmm. uh, they can be viewed on YouTube. Yes. yes. Uh, remind me about some of the debates that you've done publicly. Uh, so, very recently, I would have debated in the near past uh, Samuel Green, Pastor Samuel Green. I've had interactions with Jay Smith uh, on one of his uh, uh, dialogues. I've had uh, conversations with Christians at Hyde Park. I've had conversations with uh, Dr. Tony Costa. He's here from Toronto. So I've, I've covered a wide breadth of uh, mm. Christians and their beliefs with my debates, I think. You also support a lot of the uh, brothers who are giving dawah. I know you're in touch with uh, SC Dawah. Yes, I and know you've got, I know you've got your... I've got the hat somewhere around here. Somewhere, but, uh, <laughs> but, you know, you're in touch with the brothers there. Yes. I know Brother Darren as well. You, you're helping him with his research as yes. well. And, you know, you support a lot of the brothers online. You'd also answer a lot of questions online for people. Every day, all day long. Yeah, mashallah. So, Jazakallah yeah. khair. We thank you for, uh, for your help. No, you well, know, it's, it's the people important. asking, right? Yeah. Those, I mean, I have a belief, which is, if yeah. you don't ask questions, then you can't mm. get answers. And in the Latin, there's this really beautiful phrase, which Muslims also tend to believe mm. in. It's dishe or dishede, learn or leave. Mm. So in every interaction that you have, you want to learn or gain something of mm. knowledge. And if it doesn't, you leave it. Mm. And to me, this is a beautiful and sincere belief that all Muslims on all levels should embody. How was your trip to uh, the UK? Because we've seen you in Hyde yes. Park, you met all the brothers. Yes, I did. How was it? How did you feel? I have to tell you, it's a very different standing in front of the cameras as opposed to watching behind the screen. And one of the things I point out to people is you might look at those videos and think that they're shouting for the sake of shouting, but you can't even hear yourself breathe or think. And at the point of time in which I was recording one of my debates, Everyone flocked us and it was just after sunset. So it was pitch black and you have all these lights directly in your face. So you can't see even a foot in front of you. Mm. It's dazzling, it's confusing. But I mm. definitely, I would say I enjoyed myself quite yeah. a lot. Alhamdulillah. I was happy when I seen you with the brothers in Hyde, Hyde Park and finally met some of them. <laughs> Indeed, alhamdulillah. And I've continued to build good relationships with most, mm. if not all of them. We all stand on the same page as you and I do. We are here uh, only by the permission of Allah. And whatever we do is by His grace and mercy. It's mm. not from us, mm. ourselves. Now, I want to speak a bit about your life because, you know, mm -hmm. a lot of the times people see uh, people who are doing dawah mm -hmm. and they think, oh, these guys are living the time of their life. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, I had a brain tumor, you know, about seven, eight years ago. You know, and we know uh, many other brothers who are involved in dawah going through huge tests. Mm -hmm. You know, with family, with with sickness, financial, with issues, financial yeah. issues. You know, and people just get this idea that we live in a, a, a loaded life, life. Yeah. and it's great, and we're not human, mm. or we're not. You know, subhanallah. <laughs> and I know that you have been actually suffering with uh, very, uh, uh, you know, 
How can I put it? You know, it's a problematic. You've, you've been going through some struggles yourself, mm -hmm. uh, especially with your health, mm -hmm. and um, you know, I would like to ask you about that, especially for the benefit of the people back home, because people who are watching online, you know, they're also maybe going through some struggles, mm -hmm. and you know, how do we kind of harmonise this with? I was just actually speaking today with brothers Sadat yes. uh, about this. You know, how do we harmonise like these suffering? How do we mm -hmm. harmonise the these so-called evil things that we may perceive them to be evil or, or bad with with our Islamic belief. So I know you've actually been uh, going through some struggles yourself. Mm -hmm. So yes, indeed I have. And the last person I spoke publicly with uh, on my own issues was Brother Abu Ayyub on a video that we did regarding the, uh, uh, the death of uh, Nabil Qureshi, for example. Mm. Uh, so it is true that a lot of the Duat actually suffer in many ways. People think that they get like lots of donations and they're going to five and six star hotels and uh, mm -hmm. no, it's definitely not like that. But at least in my case, I, I look at it and the, uh, I don't want to say success that I've had in the uh, Dawa world, but I would say that uh, the, the small success that I've had, on the other hand, I have to balance my own health issues as well. And I look at it as a mercy from Allah because it's quite too often that uh, young Muslims get a little touch of fame and it goes straight to the head and they look at themselves as shuyuk that can't be touched by anyone else mm. and you need to go through a, a, a waiting list to see them and uh, mm. uh, they always need to be paid for, taken care of, they can't work for them. So, no. I mean, I, yeah. I, I put you to the top of my waiting list. Uh, he did, you did, <laughs> <badly joke>. so. <laughs> uh, that's why it took years to meet. But uh, alhamdulillah, uh, I would say that had mm. it not been for, mm. uh, being stricken by my uh, health issues, I would say that perhaps I could have been like one of the heedless youth and not have taken uh, uh, some uh, what's introspection, yes, and uh, looked at myself and said, yeah, you know what, mm. I could be struggling with my illness, but Allah has given me the ability to convey Islam. And so even with that illness, I'm still reminded that everything that I do is mm. only from Him and by Him. And mm. I think that's what grounds me and should ground more of the dua. I mean, it's, it's quite serious. I mean, you told me that you just yesterday, you'd actually blacked out three times, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. SubhanAllah. And you know, you know we, we ask Allah to, to cure you Amen. and uh, use it as a means of purification for yourself. Amen. And, uh, you know, just, I mean, what advice would you give to some of the Muslims who are going through struggles, you know, be it, you know, a sickness or being a loss of a loved one or financial issues, family issues? What, mm -hmm. what advice would you give them? Well, I would start with this, which is when you reflect on the Prophet Wasallam's life, his entire life was a struggle in and of itself. And in fact, uh, when I had my very first surgery, I was actually still reading the seer of the Prophet uh, by Martin Lings. And that uh, it impacted me because I'm reading on a year of sadness that he experienced and I'm there in a hospital bed having to ask my mom to uh, bring my books to the hospital so I can get some relief, uh, distract my mind. Yeah, And so for the young Muslims, whether you're young or old, it doesn't really matter. What matters is that you understand that Allah is the one that gave you life. And what I try to remind people of is it's not like he sat down and pressed a button and we all popped into existence. He chose to create each and every one of us. Mm. Every human life matters. 
And so I think then we should reflect, you know, for example, in Islam, it's your duty to look after your sick Muslim brothers and sisters, visit them, provide care and relief to them. So I would say that uh, at least uh, for the Muslims who are feeling left behind or perhaps uh, hurting somewhere, where is Allah? Why is he not answering my prayer to be cured? I've stopped praying to be cured, by the way. But what I pray for is relief. I say, you know what? Every step, every bit of struggle is one step closer to Allah. And the more he delays whatever good I could receive in health, then I get that, I make up that difference in my relationship with him. And that's what matters to me. Very often we live, we live these heedless lives where uh, we, you know, when I was young, I would pray, alhamdulillah. And now that uh, I struggle a bit more to pray, I look back at that time and I say to myself, Alhamdulillah, I had a good home, it's a good family that raised me with Islam and gave me the ability to have that treasure in youth of being able to perform salah regularly. So for those who are struggling, remember first and foremost, Allah created you. He chose you to be created, to be actualized into creation. And for that, I say Alhamdulillah. Two, uh, if there were no sick Muslims in the world, would we ignore it when other people got sick? Mm. And so it reminds me that, you know what, when I was in the hospital, there were two pastors, there was even a Hindu pundit, but not a single imam to come around and visit the sick people. And you see, you have to remember, it's not just Muslims in the hospital. They look and they see the priest, they see the pastor come in. Uh, even a pastor walked up to me without even looking at me. Yeah. He put his hand on my head and he began to pray. And it was, uh, uh, you know, what do you do in that situation? Well, I had the same thing, subhanAllah, right? Oh, man. I literally woke up right yeah. out after my operation. Yeah. I had the ch uh, brain tumor removed. I literally woke up. And there was a Chinese woman, right? And she was a pastor, right? She, and and she, she was like, come to give me dawah. <laughs> and I'm like, I've just started giving her dawah, right? <laughs> and I'm like, you know, giving her like the hardcore dawah at the yes. time. And I, I ended up getting out of the bed yeah. and I'm chasing her down, <laughs> down, the, uh, down the ward, you know, saying, come back here, you know, accept Allah. <laughs> it's crazy. So this is the thing, like, we, we really do have to, you know, the, the guidance of the Prophet وسلم, is to look after the sick, visit the sick. And these things do help us, mm -hmm. you know, when, when someone is sick to be thought of, you know, to be reminded. I remember the first brother that came to see me in hospital. He, he kind of peeped in the room and he said, are you John? I said, yeah. He said, oh, I just got a text message, you know, that there's a sick brother and I just want to visit for the sake of Allah. So I don't even know who I am, you know, some old Libyan guy. Every time I see him in Manchester now, I just go and give him salam. It's like, subhanAllah, this guy just wanted to visit purely for the sake of Allah, you know. And, and um, you know, and, and at the same time, we have to understand that just because we're Muslim, and yeah, we know that there's wisdoms in these things, it doesn't mean that it's easy for us. No, it's not. It's difficult. We get tired. You know, we, we get sometimes, maybe we may even lose a bit of hope, even, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. Of course, we have to remind ourselves, and but it's not easy. You know, no. and, and when we, at the end of the day, we're humans. Well, there, there was one thing I think that really affected me when I first uh, got ill was that uh, the judgment from the older uncles in the masjid, if you go to use a chair, they look at you and they think, he's young. Why is he using a chair? And you get told off. Don't use the chair. You know, that, that's for another uncle. Things like this, we actually need to actively combat in our communities. Uh, mm. Very recently, I was given a story of a younger brother who had hurt his ankle. 
He's under the age of 10. He went to use a chair in a masjid that I'm very familiar with. And an older uncle told him, that's not for you. Stand up and pray. Made the poor child stand up and pray. Could you imagine how, you know, he grows into an adult Muslim and he looks back and he says, Islam didn't value me. Muslims didn't care about yeah. me. But it's his right mm. to sit and pray if he's ill. Yeah. So I just wish that uh, the Muslim community at large uh, really valued uh, all Muslims with all forms of abilities. Yeah, subhanAllah. So what's your, what's your plans now? You're, you're, mm. you're now in Canada. Mm -hmm. You know, you're doing Dawah. You're working in a, in a Dawah center. Mm -hmm. Do you have any plans of, are you going to release a book? Are you going to do more debating? What's, what's your so, plan? Uh, even up until last night, I was getting invited to LA to fly out and do a debate. And uh, almost every week since I've been here, I get two or three debate invites. So it's it's been a pretty uh, intense, I would say. Uh, it's a big change of pace because back in Trinidad, I would not get a lot of pastors vying for the opportunity to debate with me. Uh, currently, I am writing a book on the crucifixion. Uh, but there's always so much stuff like you uncover. Crucifixion, yeah. flat or fiction, that one. Something <laughs> along, along those lines, I would say. You, have you seen that, Ahmadida? Yeah, yeah, I have. So. Yeah. I think that's one of the uh, debates that's uh, motivated me as well. Yeah. But yeah, that's yeah, where I'm at I'm right sure. now. Debates, books, uh, uh, video series coming out soon as well. Uh, so yeah, lots of things in the works. So where can people find your work? So they can find it primarily on uh, callingchristians.com. Mm. Uh, we have our Facebook page. We also have the Honor the Prophet Muhammad campaign Facebook page where mm. we try to do more generalized dawah, mm. but we focus on the life of the Prophet wasallam and try to introduce him to communities that uh, may still be divided over their understanding of him. Yeah. So when you come into England again? Uh, so... Uh, Hopefully, inshallah, just before Ramadan, that's a possibility, or perhaps later this year. But plans are always in the works, as uh, we say. Jazakallah sure. yeah. It's a pleasure to sit here and uh, finally meet you after all these years of Likewise. knowing you online and, and communicating with you. Indeed. And uh, look forward to working with you again more, inshallah. especially on my book. Inshallah. We can't really say too much about Not that right, right now. now, but we're getting but there. Inshallah. Yeah. I just, uh, you know, look forward to your help with that as well. Jazakallah khair bro. Thank you brother. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum assalam. Innaka la tahdi man ahbabata walakin Allah yahdi man yasha. Thank you for listening to the Young Smirks podcast with me, John Fontaine. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and YouTube and all the other outlets. Like and subscribe and leave a comment. And also, please support us on the donation link below so that we can continue to give you quality podcasts. Thank you very much. Jazakallah khair. Assalamu alaikum wa barakatuh.